Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. the good things that he's done for us I can look around the room and and share testimonies of one after another of the good things that God has done for you prayers that he's answered healed your body mercy that he's given you grace washed you with his blood filled you with his spirit we come to church not because we have to we come here tonight because he's been good he's been good Amen, amen. Just a couple days ago, I was telling the Lord that I was so thankful that before I was ever old enough to make one decision, to make any covenants with Him, He healed my body when He healed my feet. His love for me. Amen. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. I love Him because He first loved me. Aren't you glad He loves you tonight? Oh, thank you. Let's clap our hands and praise Him for a moment. Thank you, praise team, for ushering us into the presence of God. Amen. Amen. I do want to say if you can support the bazaar, that would be great just to take time to come and walk through. That's, that's going to be a blessing. Also, the pledge cards for Sunday, you can pick these up for all of those that were absent. There were so many that were absent Sunday due to sickness and, and maybe some other reasons, but... And if you can, uh, get those pledge cards and make your covenant. This is where we give our missions giving. And so you can be seeking the Lord. The Lord will speak to you about that. And it's a blessing to give to missions. Can you say amen? We're so honored tonight to have Pastor John Cottrell with us. Amen. He is he's a tremendous Christian. We're so glad to have some of the saints. Amen. We're so glad... That Clover Street is here. Praise God. First Pentecostal Church is with us tonight. Amen. Some, someone asked Brother Teclamarian many years ago, they said, how did you have a million people? There was such a great revival in Ethiopia. They said, did you pray for a revival? He said, no, we prayed for unity. You prayed for unity and revival followed. A harvest came. There is such great unity in our city among our pastors there really is and so that we're very very thankful I do believe a great harvest is coming to Zanesville Ohio it's bigger than our buildings did you hear me I didn't say building but buildings I believe God's going to do a mighty work do you believe that let me remain standing Pastor Cottrell's going to come who I love very much he and Sister Cottrell and their wonderful family And um, I want to say that this is the type of man that he is. When he found out we were launching the Spanish work, he said, if you will get us the cards, we will go out and do outreach and invite all the Spanish we can to come to the church. Because it's about a kingdom. Not our kingdom, but the kingdom. And he said, we're going to help you. We're so excited about it. Amen. People from his church have been educators and teachers in our Christian school because it's about the kingdom. Students from their church attend ACA. For that, I'm very, very thankful. And uh, before he comes to preach, we're going to thank God for Pastor Cottrell, First Pentecostal Church. Would you lift your hands and 
Lord, we thank you. Thank you for these wonderful people. Lord, they're givers. They're prayerful. Powerfully used of your spirit. We're so thankful. Thank you for them. Thank you for his ministry. God, we ask you to bless us, Lord, tonight through the word from Pastor Cottrell. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everybody says, Amen. Would you give him a big anchor welcome as he comes to preach us to, to us tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Amen. And his mercy endureth forever and ever. Amen. Amen. You may be seated if you'd like. Amen. It is a joy to be with you tonight. And I, I give honor to our brother and sister Bounds. Thank you, Brother Bounds, for the invitation tonight. And um, Brother Bounds is my pastor. Every pastor needs a pastor. Amen. You need someone that can speak into your life. Amen. And I am very thankful, very thankful for that. Um, another honor tonight, it is good to have my mother and father here tonight. Amen. Um, married 62 years, correct? 63, 63 years. Amen. They are so fun to watch. But one thing I do know also is that my mother and father are very faithful. Very faithful. Been driving the church van, picking up folks and bringing them to church for over 40 years. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. As I was preparing for my message tonight, um, God began to move, and I'm like, Lord, you, you always want confirmation, Lord. I just want confirmation if the word of the word that I that you want me to speak. And um, as I began to pray about the message, as soon as Brother Bounds asked me, God gave me the thought immediately. On what I need to speak about tonight. Amen. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. Lord Jesus. Lord God, have your way in this house here tonight, Lord Jesus. Touch my mind, my spirit, Lord God, my voice, Lord. God, I may bring forth your word tonight, Lord God. Let your anointing rest, Lord God. Let our minds and ears be prepared to receive what you have for us tonight, Lord. For God, we love you, Lord Jesus, and we magnify you, God, for you are worthy. You are worthy to be praised. Amen. 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 Um, the other day at church, um, I was sharing some old memories, and um, one of the memories was this. My, my wife, one day, she came upstairs, and, and I'm, in the, I'm in the bathroom singing. And um, I'm in there singing, and I'm, I'm flexing and doing all these things up and down. And, and my wife goes, you ain't no Mike Gators. Because I was trying to sing like Brother Gators and I couldn't do it. So, <laughs> Amen. And Sister Donita reminded me that just a little while ago. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you have your Bibles with you tonight? Amen. If you would open your Bibles with me tonight to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. And, um, oh, Lord. We're going to start with verse 25, Luke chapter 10, verse 25. And I'm going to read through these quite quickly, and we're going to go clear through 37. Almighty God. Verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, 
with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, Who is my neighbor? And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise the Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan as he journeyed came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou art neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy on him, then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. As I begin to read this right here, I'm going to entitle this message tonight, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Some of you already got the song in your head. We ask that you not change your shoes or your jacket. And put on your sweater. As I read in the scripture here, I noticed that in this in this uh, the story here that there were five different folks that were mentioned in this. First of all, you had the man that was beaten and robbed and thrown into the ditch. You had the priest, you had the Levite, and you had the good Samaritan, but you also had the innkeeper. Now the question here I have here is, when I begin to look at the priest, it, the scripture says that when he saw the man that he just looked over and saw him, and he went on the other side of the road and passed on by. You know, there's sometimes we can be that way. We could be on our way to church, or we got things we're doing for the church, for the kingdom, but yet we might see somebody that's wounded and hurt, but yet we're just too busy to take the time. But then also we could be like the Levite at times too that, that we could be walking by and we could see the man laying in the ditch and then we walk over and we look at him and then we're like, oh, you see, I had a little bit of compassion in my heart but yet, oh, I'm still too busy. I got this to do and I got that to do. But what made the good Samaritan good? What was it that made him good? It's because when he saw the man, the scripture says that he had compassion upon him. Not only did he have compassion upon him, but he, the compassion that he had, he put his compassion into action. Because many of us can be moved when we see someone that's been hurt, someone that's been wounded. But the question is, are we going to act upon our compassion? Are we going to be willing to step out and do something about it? Oh, oh, mighty God. Oh. You see, when I began to think about this good Samaritan, the scripture says that he began to take out the oil and he took out the wine and he began to wash the wounds and he took out the bandages and he, and he bound those wounds so that we'd stop the bleeding and stop the hemorrhaging. It sounds like to me this man was prepared. This man was prepared just in case 
He saw someone on the journey that was hurt and that was wounded. Church, this world that we're living in right now is out to destroy people. And he is not just out to take their life, but the scripture says he wants to sift them as wheat. And how many times have we seen the wounded and the broken and we not be prepared? We need to be prepared like the good Samaritan and have the oil and the wine and the bandages and be willing to take time, be willing to say, I might be just a few minutes late for church, but yet if you knew who I stopped and touched today, if you knew who I reached to today, oh, Lord, almighty God, oh, Lord. See, as he bandaged him up and he prepared him and bound up all of his wounds, said he laid him up on his beast, put him in his transportation. Oh, this might be the pastor part right now coming out of me, brother. Sometimes we're so big in a hurry to come to church, but I want you to do something. Next time you get in your vehicle, I want you to look over. Is there an empty seat in my car? Is there someone that I could have got a hold of? Is there someone that I know that I might be able to reach out to and be able to put in that seat and bring him to the house of the Lord? There's so many wounded and there's so many broken. Oh, Lord. The oil and the wine that, that he placed upon this man, what did it do? What did it do, church? It cleaned the wound. It prepared the wound. But that when he bandaged him up, when he wrapped the bandages up on him, what did it do? It stopped him from bleeding. There's so many people out there that are just slowly bleeding. And what they need is someone that's going to be willing to step out of their way. There's someone that's not going to stay, stay on their own side of the road. You know, yeah, act concerned. Oh, I believe I can do something. No, we need to act upon it. And we need to stop some people that are hemorrhaging and wounded and broken. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. You see, church, I believe in John 7, 39. John 7. Yeah, John 7, 37 and 39, through 39. It says this. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believed on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Amen. I believe the oil and the wine represents the Spirit of the Almighty God. I believe it represents the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So I believe that if we begin to minister to those that are wounded and those are broken, I believe that out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. It'll begin to flush out the wounds. It'll begin to bring healing. It'll begin to get inside. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Church, we got to learn to pour out our compassion upon others. We need to pour out the spirit of the almighty God. I tell our church, Whenever I was leading worship service, you see me walking down the aisle going like this. You know what I was doing? I was being a human sprinkler. Because out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water. So when I was going like this, hallelujah. Let the Holy Ghost flow. Let it begin to spray all over this sanctuary. 
If you have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you've been anointed of God, not just to go to heaven, but you've been anointed to reach out to the broken, to the wounded, to the hurting, to those that are laying in the gutters. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Woo. Almighty God. You see, as a young man, as I was growing up, my mom and dad were, I was nine months old when they started coming to church. They was won by Brother Don Dennis, the founding pastor of the church that I pastor now. I grew up in the church. I grew up in the church. Sharon's good seeing you, by the way. She came tonight because she saw on Facebook that I was going to be preaching here tonight. Remember picking her up when she was little, bringing her to the church. Because I had a desire also to bring people to the house of the Lord. You see, when I was growing up, I was the most likable young man. I was perfect in every way. That's not the case. There's many here that understand and know where God had brought me from. There's some here, I said I wouldn't mention their name tonight, so I'm not. But they used to babysit me when I was a child. So they understand. But I was a young man at church that was troubled. I was going to church, but yet I still didn't have a relationship with Jesus. There was things that I went through as a young man that broke me and hurt me. And I was so angry and I was so bitter inside. I'll never forget the day when I was standing out in front of our church. And I was nose to nose with my pastor. Any of you ever got upset about something the pastor preached or taught? I was nose to nose with Pastor Dennis. And I was like, this is my life and I'll live it the way I want to. Then mom smacked me in the mouth. <laughs> One night he was preaching something, Brother Bounds. And I got so mad, I got my spiritual toes stepped on. And I just hauled off and punched the back of the pew. Here comes the usher. Here comes my dad after me. Chased me up Clover Street, up Mead Street, up Hickory, almost to where the old church started. I had to stop because I thought my dad was going to die. I could hear him huffing and puffing in the back. One, one day... Sitting there in the pew, and I got bored, so I took out my pocket knife and carved my initials in the pew. And you're like, oh, my God. One night in Bible, Bible school downstairs for the children, I got mad at my teacher, Francis Swingle, and I picked up my Bible, and I threw it as hard as I possibly could and about hit her in the head. Wow. That's right. Confession is good for the soul. Amen. But through all this, Brother Dennis still kept on loving me. My Sunday school teachers kept on teaching me. They kept on pouring out love on me. They showed compassion. They began to show the compassion that the Lord God Almighty filled them with when they saw me. They didn't know one day that I would be the pastor of that church. You know, there's some that go to our church and say, I still can't believe he's my pastor now. But somebody showed compassion upon me. Somebody kept on loving me when I was broken and I was wounded. 
Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord. You see, with that, some people sometimes wonder, how can you show so much patience? If you only knew, if you only knew where the things, the things that I came from and how broken I was inside. At the age of 13, I'll never forget that day when I was down on South 60 there in my bedroom. I was going through all kinds of things. I was getting ready to be put in juvenile. And I'd already worked out of my mind I was going to go up in the woods and take my own life. Had it all figured out. But then something changed in the atmosphere. There was someone that stepped into the room. Someone began to speak to my heart and to my spirit. The Lord God Almighty moved in. I felt his love and I felt his mercy that day. You see, I've been baptized already, but I'd never received the never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But just a few months later, Mama, I knew it was hard. Dad, I knew it was hard. Raising five kids, especially with me and Shelly involved. <laughs> we were the ones you'd hear screaming on the other side of the Walmart fighting, okay? We don't fight with each other now. We fight together in the kingdom for the souls. <sighs> you know, I knew it was hard for mom and dad. Financially, they, they had a hard time. But one thing I do know is this here, that somehow they was able to get the money together to send me to the apostolic campground. For the first four nights, I remember sitting there upon the seat. I remember sitting there in that row. When everybody else would go to the altar, I was sitting back here and I was just so angry and I was so bitter and I was hurting inside. Sat back here for four days. But on that Friday night, but on that Friday night, there was a day dawn in church for me. Because on that Friday night, I was like, I can't take it no more. So I made my way to an apostolic altar. And I poured out myself upon that altar. I repented of my sins. I laid my brokenness upon my, on that altar. And I felt something begin to happen to me. Oh, the Lord filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost overflowing me and I began to speak with the evidence of other tongues and I began to speak in tongues. Oh Lord, that night when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I got so drunk on the Holy Ghost, that's the first time I've ever been drunk and it was on the Spirit. Hallelujah. And it was, they had such a hard time getting me out of the tabernacle. I believe Don Eden, Shelly and Mom, they all had to help me to the car because I was staggering drunk on the Spirit. But God changed me. God done a work on me. You see, all those years, all the people pouring out their compassion, they kept on pouring the oil, and they kept on pouring the wine. They kept on pouring the Holy Ghost upon me. They kept on pouring the love upon me. And what happened as they began to do that, they also began to bind my, bind my wounds because I was slowly bleeding to death, but yet they kept on working on me, and they kept on working on me because they saw something in me. They saw something in me. Oh, Lord. See, with that, it always reminds me that I always need to make sure 
I always need to make sure that I keep myself filled with the Spirit. I need to make sure that I've got the things in my life that needs to be. Because you know what? There may be a time. There may be a time when, when I'm going to be going down the road and someone's going to need a touch. I might see them in the ditch. You might be going through Walmart and someone you hadn't seen in a while. And all of a sudden, you, begin to, you make eye contact with them. There's something that begins to happen. You can begin to hear that cry. You know what? I believe that man was in the ditch and he was half dead. And there's people in our city right now that are walking around like they're half dead people because the devil was draining the life out of them. Oh, but God's not done yet because he's got an apostolic church right here in Zanesville. Hallelujah, not just one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six apostolic churches that are filled with the Holy Ghost and baptizing in that wonderful name of Jesus. Oh, and they're not sitting back quietly. Oh, no, they are prepared. They're keeping themselves filled with His Spirit. We need to always be ready because we do not know when someone's life and someone's soul is going to be in the balance. Last year, I was going out to the van or out to the car to get something. And I looked over to my right and I looked up over the road. And there's this man laying across the, across the, the curb, laying down in the street. And I thought, I think I know him. And I ran up the street and I'm calling 911 and I get up there. And he's laying there, his legs laying in the street, his back up on the curb and the rest of him on the sidewalk. And he was gray as can be. His stomach was sunken so far and his chest wasn't moving. And I was like, it's Travis, a young man that I've been talking to about the Lord. Sat on my porch steps and talked to him about the Lord. He was wounded. He was broken. I'm on the phone with 911 and I placed my hand up on his chest. And I began to plead the blood of Jesus. And as I began to plead the blood of Jesus, church, like I was saying earlier, out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. I am filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And as I began to plead the blood upon him and begin to pray, hallelujah, all of a sudden Travis goes, <gasps> and he took a breath. Just a few moments later, he gets up and runs down the street. Church, we never know when we're going to step into a situation like that. We need to make sure that we have our spiritual uh, first aid kits ready to go. We need to make sure we got ourselves filled with this spirit. Make sure we're ready to reach out and begin to bind those wounds. Pour on the oil. Begin to bind them up. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Lord, you are so wonderful, Lord. Oh, almighty God. Oh, Lord, you see, back here in August, excuse me just a moment. Back here in August, I was out at, in the front door, in front of my house here, and I was painting a hand railing. So I had my perfectly good church clothes on, ready to go. Now, when the need's there, you got to answer the call. And a lady comes running up the sidewalk. Would you call 911? Would you call 911? And I ran down the street there to Dave's house. 
And I get down there and Dave's on his sofa just slumped over. No breathing. So pale. I laid my hand up on him, up on his head, and I began to plead the blood of Jesus. God, touch my brother, touch my friend, touch my neighbor, Lord. As I began to pray, nothing happened. So you know what I did? I gave up. No. No, I began to pray once again, and as I began to pray again, and then all of a sudden, <sighs> Dave begins to breathe again. I was just talking to him a few weeks ago. He's home now. He's home now. And it's like, Dave, I'm so thankful that someone came and got me because we could have lost you the other that time. You see, church, we need to make sure that we're not just full of the Holy Ghost. But we are need to be overflowing with the Holy Ghost. We have not been called to be cisterns. We have not been called just the one which we get the Holy Ghost to pack our bags and wait for God to come back for his bride. No, we have been called to do a work for his kingdom. We need to be full of his spirit. We need to be overflowing with his spirit. Because we never know. We never know when God's going to call us to use us for his glory. Someone's soul can count on it. Someone's soul could count on it. Almighty oh, God. Church, I know that if we could just get a hold, if we could just get a hold of how much power there is within us, if we could just get a hold of how, how we could just begin to release and how we could begin to let the flowing of the Almighty God flow through us wherever we might go. Oh, Lord. Here earlier this year, my wife and I, um, I'm thankful for the church. They, they gave us a good Christmas present. Sorry, a great Christmas present. They got us a Alaskan cruise for 11 days, and we're like, yes, hallelujah. It was great. I met the pastor in Sitka. Yes, and he told me to tell you, praise the Lord. We just ran into him as we was up there. But while we was on the ship, even folks that were hurt and broken were drawn to us. We're sitting on a Norwegian ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Met some folks. The one guy, he's one of the head cooks at, um, oh, I'm trying to remember where it was. Oh, West Point, one of the head cooks at West Point. And him and his wife had dinner with us a couple different nights, and I got to share my testimony. Church, you know, we don't know. We don't know where God's going to take us. But one thing I do know is that God has a plan. God has a purpose. And we even, even when we're on vacation, even when we're on vacation, we got to be ready. Oh, oh. And, and I'm going to finish with this one final story. Several years ago, as I was, I was like, honey, I'm going to go fishing. I just need to get away. I need to go by myself. I just want some time to think. And I go down into East Fulton, down Ham, down by my, um, my aunt's house. And I'm sitting there on the, sitting by the falls, just fishing, catching some rock bass and bass. And then as I'm sitting there, I'm like, Lord, this is so beautiful. And I hear up on the hill something going. I'm like, oh, no. 
And then all of a sudden, here comes some people down the bank. And this one guy, he comes staggering down the bank. And I'm like, Lord, I just wanted some time alone to talk to you. And guess where he comes? You know, there's this thing about fishermen etiquette. You give people their space. No, he comes over and sits down right next to me. Reeking of alcohol. Slurred speech. And I'm like, Lord, I needed some time. I was frustrated. But then as he began to talk to me, come to find out, he came from Indiana for a funeral. And he began to talk to me. You could tell that he was wounded. He was broken. He was hurting inside. But as I talked to him, come to find out, he was an apostolic that was backslidden. So him and I, you know, I, I don't know what's happened to him then, but I do know one thing, that God had allotted that moment in time. He had that moment in time. Brother, I didn't just go fishing, but I got to go fishing for men. Hallelujah. Oh, but I needed some time to myself. The Lord's like, no, what you needed, you needed to be filled with my spirit because when you get there, I'm going to have you feeding somebody else that's hurting, that's wounded, that is broken. He was wounded and he was broken and I had the oil there. I had the wine there. Almighty God and I began to bind those wounds. Oh Lord, we don't know what God has planned for us. But one thing I do know, that he will put folks in our paths. Oh Lord, I don't know how many times that God has changed my course and put people in my path. You hear me talk about a church, don't you? My church here. You hear me talk about God placed someone in my path. Let us not be too big of a hurry. Let us not be in too big of a hurry. We've got to do the work of the Lord. We've got to do the work of the Lord. Be prepared. Let your spirit be overflowing with the spirit. Well, we just magnify the Lord right now for he is worthy. He is worthy. Jesus, 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 almighty God. I don't want to just be full of the Spirit, Lord God. I want to be overflowing, Lord. God, I want to be overflowing so much, Lord God, that when we walk through Walmart, God, when we go McDonald's, God, wherever we might go, Lord Jesus, let them feel the moving of your Spirit. God, let us be willing. God, let our spiritual ears be attentive, Lord God, to those in our city that are crying out, mighty God. God, oh, can you hear them crying out, church? Oh, won't you be my neighbor? Won't you come help me? Won't you touch me? Won't you bind my wounds? Oh, mighty God, you are worthy, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you are so amazing, Lord. Let your spirit overflow us, Lord. For you're great, Lord. And you are mighty, Lord. Name of Jesus, name of Jesus, name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, wasn't that powerful? Let's stand to our feet and clap our hands and thank God for the word. Such a powerful word from God.
Amen. I want him to obey the Lord. I feel like God's calling us to something greater, don't you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These altars are open tonight. Maybe your tank is half full. Or maybe you just feel like that. You're running on Egypt and you don't know if you're going to go any further. Let me tell you, God is here tonight. I feel His power here. And if you will come tonight and you will open up your heart, if you will open up your spirit, some of you, I can feel something here tonight. There's a spirit in you that's crying out. (laughs) Can you see the spirit of the Almighty God? I can feel His spirit reaching out. I can feel him begin to heal wounded. I can feel him uh, touching and bringing back the broken. I can feel him binding wounds and stopping the bleeding. Oh, Lord. Tonight, God, fill our cups, Lord. Overflow our spirit, Lord. For I am your temple, Lord Jesus. I am your temple, Lord God. I want you to dwell in me. God, I don't just want you to dwell in me, God, but I want you to reach through me. I want you to speak through me, Lord God. I want to be your hands. I want to be your voice, Lord God. I want to be your feet, Lord. Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, you are so good, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for pouring out compassion on me, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Worthy is the Lamb. Oh, Lord. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Lord. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.